Well, Trump family reactions are starting to make their way into the headlines. Baron Trump now, what he did when he saw Kathy Griffin holding his father's severed head will make you certainly cry out in pain. TMZ is now reporting that Baron Trump, he was watching television on Tuesday at home with his mother Melania when Kathy Griffin's photo appeared on the screen. Yes, the picture of her holding the severed head. They write here that his initial reaction was that something terrible had happened to his father. Trump family sources report that Barron was in front of the TV watching a show when the news came on and he saw the bloody beheaded image. They write that he panicked and screamed, Mommy, Mommy. As it was put to us, quote, he's 11, he doesn't know who Kathy Griffin is. They're a couple of best friends. Just singing songs about our friendship, you know? Yeah, it's been going on for hours now. I'm exhausted by it. Because I got this snappy new t-shirt. Might as well just push record and get this podcast done. Look at that. I'm sitting here listening to you singing. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Set up in a payoff. What's it say? Last week you requested a Darkman shirt. <sighs> you said I couldn't come through. You challenged me to find a Darkman t-shirt out there. You thought they'd all be sold out. Look what's going on. I was worried. Baby boy's wearing a dark man shirt right now. And just filling it out That's nicely. I delivery like, right I like there. I it. I deliver. You, Stand sir. Stand and deliver. You, sir, are the man. You wanted to know how you could reach this kid, and you did with a dark man shirt. Well, the last time I saw you when, when I handed off that dark man shirt, you were deep, balls deep yeah. in a, a straight-to-video Nick Cage movie. Yeah, primal. Was hunting a... Computer-generated white jaguar? Yeah. Did you, did you get any further into that? No, I didn't get to finish that one off. Oh, yeah, I felt like you were probably going to pass out pretty soon. Uh, What uh, did... No, I made it a while, but the little lady just wasn't feeling dedicating... No, she, well, she didn't... More want, time. Wasn't to a Nick Cage that, movie. That Nick Cage movie at like three in the morning? I thought it was great. Yeah, it was... It was did it was you watch it? I, no, I have yeah. not picked back up with it, you know... But, you know, one of these days. Yeah, I've, I've already sold her on the fact, like, hey, look, we're a half hour in. Yeah, that's you know, like, sunk time right there. Yeah. You can't just go back on that. You got to see this through to the end. Right. Next time you're like, oh, let's watch an hour-long TV show. Me and Cage are in this together. Or how about we watch that last hour of the hit Nick Cage film, Primal? What was going to happen with that computer-generated cat he had in that cage? Uh, that white jaguar? Was there ever going to be a plot to the movie? Yeah. I was wondering all these things. Also, like, is a story going to kick in at any point? How old was the kid so intriguing. that designed that white jaguar? That, that designed it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> saying a little kid, maybe... With some crayons and some construction paper, just, came up with the idea for just, what that cat looked like. Physically, it didn't look right. No, there was nothing about that thing that looked right. This it resembled more of a big toe than a, starting to make than a me big wonder cat. You know? What's going on in Nick Cage's career? You think this he's not thing, doing I don't okay? know. Is he hitting the skids out of nowhere? Like, in recent years, he's been on top of the world, from what I can tell. Like, 
It's my understanding. Quality slipping? I certainly hope not. It's my understanding as soon as this COVID thing gets voted away mm-hmm. uh, in November. Yeah, you just watch. Yeah. Nick Cage. Oh, the election happens. Suddenly there's a cure. There's a cure. Big coincidence. Doy. Open up your eyes, people. Yeah. You're all in the Matrix. Is that what the Matrix mm-hmm. is, is about? You know, I haven't seen the Matrix in a lot of years, but I don't remember there being a plague element to it. I don't remember there being a plot element to it either. What are you talking about? There was the Matrix. They were in it. They had oh. to get out of it, and they had to figure out how to stop it. Oh, okay. And they did, and then he could fly. That sounds really good. Remember the part where he flied? Nope. It's the very end of the movie. It's the coolest part. Oh, Holy shit, it? he could fly. I might have been asleep by then. I saw that movie once in a theater, and I was like, this, this movie, this is not my movie. You've got no heart. Uh, no, I don't. I don't at all. And I was talking about something else, but well, who, who knows what it was. Uh, no Listen, payoff on You're it. going in so many different directions. doesn't matter. It's oh, hard to right. keep track of what's going on here. I got We're a talking lot about of irons in the fire, man. Talking about COVID. You're talking about fucking The Matrix. I can't keep up here. Oh, yeah. Nick Cage. He's going to be doing a Honeymoon in Vegas, too, as soon as that You got to be shitting away. me. Don't yank my dick. Are they getting SJP back? You want to meet the guy or not? Oh, come on. Oh, like SJP's busy? This is too good to be true. I don't think they're making that. Whatever movie. happened to their relationship? Are they still married? I mean, unless we write it. Are they it? going on their second honeymoon? I don't think. Or are they both getting married to new people and Ooh. they both show up in Vegas at the same time and it's awkward? Okay, so they have to have like shitty kids. What? Who do we get to play the shitty kids? I don't even think that I know the names of any young actors anymore. I'm so out of the loop on what's hip and new. Can we get... uh? We could probably still get trying like, to cast Paul Dano as every teenage character. I was gonna. Well, I instantly thought Dano <laughs> as Nick Cage's kid, I mean, of course, or uh, that that weird looking Breslin kid, the one that isn't a girl. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I think I only know about the one that's a girl. Uh, he was weird. I didn't know there was, it was Guy uh, Breslin. I didn't know Guy yeah. Breslin was a thing. Yeah, he had like a lisp or something. There's something wrong. That was the girl from Little Miss Sunshine, right? Abigail Breslin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People liked that movie for a good six months. Um, you do that in a Matrix double feature. You know... Movies uh, that people really, really liked for a short amount of time, and then they had no cultural relevance whatsoever a few I, short years later. I was always more of a uh, Dan in real life kind of guy. Don't at me. <laughs> I don't think anybody would bother. Anybody out there say? remembers what Dan in real life is, and you're angry about it? Can you name me one other actor besides uh, Steve no, Carell in it? Absolutely not. Dane. Can you name you Cook. a single thing about that movie. Dane Cook is in that movie. I do believe that was his last big movie. Starting to worry that his career might have hit the skids. He hasn't done anything since Dan in real life. No, I saw him lately, and his head's like almost twice as long as it was before. Oh, like human growth hormone or something. I don't. I don't know what it is. You on, you on the juice. He's got like how that Conan O'Brien's head keeps Man. seeming to get bigger. Conan's head, that thing. He looks like you could show a movie on that fucking thing. He looks like Rocky from The Mask these yeah, days. Yeah, he's he's getting there. He's he's definitely getting there. It's never been a normal looking man. No, but as he ages, it's just like he's yeah, he's just lengthening. Like even like Jay Leno upside down, so his his entire body just keeps lengthening. Yeah. Like even Jay Leno's like a vampire giant head started to seem okay after a while when he got old and fat. Yeah. Like Letterman, he aged fine. You just put a denim hat on and barely even notice how big that guy's head is. But yeah. Letterman looks great. But uh fucking got that Santa Claus beard and that crazy gleam in his eye. Oh yeah. He's living his best life, I'm sure of it. 
Retiring was the best thing that guy could do. What is it with these people that don't retire when they're like billionaires? They just keep getting up and like working every day. What the fuck is the point of that? Uh, they probably hate their lives. I at mean, home. clearly, yeah. yeah. You got enough money to buy any sort of new life and new home that you fucking want. That'd be cool. Go live in Barbados. That's. I'd just be going everywhere, man. I've been just everywhere, doing man. I've been everywhere. Just doing whatever. Hey, it's Baby One Blow. It's that action extravaganza, shoot 'em up palooza. It's not a travel blog. Yeah, drink some of this whiskey. Oh, I've got yeah. a pretty bad Irish flu going. Uh oh. Here the dog. Oh my, the dog that oh my gosh. I hope you <laughs> speedy recovery, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I wish you nothing but health. It's uh, Baby One Blow. Smooth. We're talking to action movies. I'm one of your two hosts. I am Matt. You got two o. now? Yeah, one of the two. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. (laughs) With me, as always, he is the Ted Raimi to my Sam Raimi. He is Nate Adams. Ahoy, ahoy, everybody. Uh, Who's the the more attractive of the Raimi brothers, would you say? (sighs) Who's the star of uh, TVs and films? I mean, yeah, I guess there's one behind the camera and one in front of the camera for a for reason. good reason, there, huh? I don't know. I think it's a judgment call. I nah. go either way. I think I think you're uh, handsome like a Ted Raimi, sir. Mm, wow. It's yes. With sans glasses. Nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. He really looks like Steve from uh, American Dad, if you've ever seen that cartoon. Uh, Steve, is he the main character? The uh, titular American Dad? He's the American Dad's American boy. Oh, okay. I was going to say He's that. a real dork. That American Dad's got a Jay Leno head, that's oh, for yeah. sure. That's one thing I know about that show. Also, that show... Did not did, don't know anything about his dork son though. Much better than Family Guy. Now, you need to bite your tongue. You're fucking disparaging the Matrix. You're disparaging Family Guy. Everything that nineteen-year-old boys loved in the year two thousand. You're just pissing all over it willy-nilly. Oh, that's true. Huh. They're gonna come after you. They're gonna fucking douse you in Monster Energy drink and they're, kick your fucking ribs in. Only if their red hats are backwards. Jinko is flying everywhere oh, as you get your snap. fucking ribs kicked in. It's just going to be Nate. nothing but you on the ground crying and the faint smell of Axe body spray lingering. What do you want to do? Um, this podcast is, yeah. you know, the thing we're doing right now. Okay. Uh, we're, we're deep into Bloody Sam Timber. If you've been yeah. following along, we've been talking Sam Peckinpah. Not Sam Raimi. I'm going to get those straight. I'm going to be saying Raimi over and over again for the rest of the episode, I feel like. Sam Pickenpaw? Got Raimi on the brain now, but we need to switch gears. We're talking Sam Peckinpah. It's bloody Sam Timber. We're talking his violent, the most violent of his movies, his fucking action films. We're deep in his action filmography oh, is what gosh. we're doing. It's this whole thing we do. Where what, we, do you make love movies? We find some weird theme, and then we dig into it all month, and then it, you know... Festers and gives a little structure to our life, keeps us moving forward, so we're not spinning our wheels like a post-retirement Jay Leno, right? Just working on cars all day and being sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. I've always pictured him as just being like alone always. I just assume he guy's got social problems, right? Coasts off those Doritos checks. We did the Wild Bunch. That was a thing we did. Yeah. We did the getaway. That was a thing we did. Yeah. There's been a lot of people shot in these movies so far. Yeah. We're moving it forward. We got a new we got a new movie this, one's this week. Let's get more the rundown the here. The rundown this week is brought to us by Cocaine. Pretty much it's a movie that was brought to us by Cocaine. You could tell. Everybody's sweaty and grimy in this thing, and you know, there was just toot toots happening every time fucking Peckinpah yelled cut. Plus, 
if you're a cool ass dad, out. this is one strung out film at a Hooters. Yeah. How are you gonna let everybody know that you're a cool ass dad by playing cocaine on the jukebox? Bing, 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 bing. We got a fucking winner. Also, I want to be a cool ass dad at the Hooters someday. I get high. I get kids. high. I get high. Saturday. Fucking go Crystal pick up my meth. kids at their mom's house. Fuck I'm yeah. Like, We're going to Hooters. Going to Hooters. Get in the truck. Oh, I hope you have two boys so you can fuck around with them and be like, hey, whose birthdays are going to be this weekend? Don't bring them back stinking of Hooters. Oh, man. Hey, I got custody on Saturdays. Do, yeah. I can do whatever I want with them. Nate Jr. and Dakota are in my custody. All T's. Custody. Going to be a good future for me. I like it. The rundown is of 1974's Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Maybe. Cocaine. The best title of a movie ever, I'd say. It's Pretty definitely, strong. It's definitely in the fucking running here. Yeah. Uh, Xanadu. Xanadu is up there, yeah. That's sure. a very good title. Can't poo-poo Xanadu. See, that that one pops off of the, the VHS box right there. Yeah. Sure you know does. you're in for a treat. Runtime of this film. This, this, is, a, this, is, a, this is a quick one. Quick one for Sam Peck and Paul. We're jaunty little 112 film. minutes here. We don't even hit two hours. There's there's a pattern for him in here. This guy's pretty long on the tooth when it comes to the editing of his films. He's or giving he, us epics. He might just be some kind of addict. Yeah, definitely some some fiending going on yeah. in that editing room. Budget of this film, $1.5 million. Pesos? Mod- modestly budgeted, little independent film mm. here. Um, shot entirely in Mexico. So, you know, conversion rate, whatever. I'm sure he got a deal. Still mm-hmm. didn't work out for him. We got a gross of $700,000 on this one. Didn't even didn't even make a million dollars. Nobody saw this movie. And people who did see it weren't happy to see it, from what I can tell. Yeah. A lot of bad reviews out yeah. there back in the day when this thing came out. Except for one man. Director is, of course, Sam Peckinpah. He's the guy we've been talking about all goddamn month long. Crazy drug addict, crazy alcoholic, belligerent abuser on his sets and in real life by all accounts. Accused. Just kind of a hero Allegedly. of ours. Just, just kind of a real hero of ours. Yeah, he's a good dude. Stars of this film, number one, we've got the man, our man, Warren Oates in this Warren film. Warren Oates. Playing Benny, a piano our player Warren. in a Mexican dive bar. Who decides to pick up a bounty on a Mexican coxman? We saw him recently as Lyle Gorch in The Wild Bunch. We saw him a while back as the captain in Blue Thunder. Warren Oates yeah. is Baby O and Blow icon. Uh, female lead of this film is Isela Vega, playing Elita, the prostitute who sometimes dates Benny, sometimes dates Alfredo Garcia. Mm-hmm. This guy seems to be a real coxman. Mm hmm. She's a Mexican actress who is in a bunch of Mexican shit. Mm-hmm. Never really heard of any of them, but I saw one title that popped out at me that I'm going to have to check out. She was in a film called... I saw two titles. The Piranhas Mate by Lent. Oh, that's, okay. That's I a, see what you did. That's a title that's up there my, with yeah. Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Yeah. It's a great title. This was her second English-speaking role? Yeah, yeah. She did like a Sam Fuller movie, I think. Mm. Um, it's pronounced Peck and Pot. It's the guy what we're doing all month. Emilio Fernandez is in this film as El Jefe, the kingpin who orders a bounty to put on the head of Alfredo Garcia. We saw him as Mapache in the Wild Bunch. This is a guy Peck and Paws using quite a bit, it seems like. He also famously fucked Martin Sheen's wife and is the actual father of Emilio Estevez. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. I would assume. They have the same first name. Must have been a tiny little woman. 
They oh, gave birth to Emilio Estevez. Just a little thing. Yeah. Just a little thing. Robert Warren is in this film playing Sapensley, a hired goon who <laughs> Benny gets mixed up with when he's trying to find the head of Alfredo Garcia. Also, maybe gay with his partner Quill? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Wasn't sure about that. We uh, saw him as the general in The Dirty Dozen. Mm. Back, go and look at our Dirty Dozen episode. Find, find our thoughts on him previously. Yeah. A lot of plug-in for previous episodes here. Yeah. We've, we've done a lot of shit now. You can We're just, getting to the point where we've talked about a lot right? of shit. Yeah, we can reference ourselves. Gig Young is in this film playing Probably Quill, the other goon me. who is also maybe gay with this guy. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Question mark? There so this guy likes this Young film? Dick? I th- th- thought there was vibes. Uh, he was in a million things all throughout the 50s through the 70s. Character actor extraordinaire. One thing that stood out to me is he played a character named Dick Pepper in the film Tunnel of Love. That's, I mean... That's just funny. It's a solid name, man. Solid name. Also wanted to give a little shout out, a little love to Chris Christofferson, who's mm-hmm. in this film in a small role playing uh, biker rapist. Yep. Uh, he seems to just... yep. Ride his motorcycle around looking for people on picnics so that he can go rape them. Yeah. What this character is. Great character. Which was a common activity in the 60s. I'm sure. Especially probably fucking north side of Mexico City. Yeah, you don't you got could, a picnic out you know, there. You Bad shit's going to happen. Ride the countryside. Do what you want. Chris Christopherson is a country music and 70s film legend. He we saw in... him in The Blades. He was Whistler yeah. in our The Blades yeah. episode. We're we'll going to be yeah. talking about him next week. He's uh, going to be Rubber Duck here in Convoy when we wrap up Bloody Sam Timber. He's also in that movie with Lady Gaga. Oh, that's about a good singing. one. About, yeah. Where they're all like, I'm the singer. She's like, no, I'm the singer. And they're like, we love each other. That one's really romantic. I'm dead as fuck. People really liked that one. I love that shit. Tagline of this shit. film, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, is... Maybe the stupidest tagline, and we've had a lot of stupid taglines over the course of this podcast. Tagline of this film is, it's got guts! Exclamation point. (laughs) This is just weird. No wonder nobody went to go see this movie. I I would have said, here's a film you can really hang your hat on. Yeah, that's that's funny right there. And maybe people will think it's a comedy and there's not much to laugh at in this film. I was laughing. Uh, plot of this film, well, it's not even really right straight off. Uh, an American bartender and his prostitute girlfriend, he's not a bartender, he's the piano player, mm. go on a road trip through the Mexican underworld to collect a one million bounty on the head of a dead gigolo. rest of it was right. It's pretty straightforward. That's yeah, the that rundown of Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Mm. Now, Matt, let's get into the bullet points. Okay. This is, this is the heart of the matter here. This is the bulk of the podcast. This mm. is... What people come here for, in my opinion. I think, I yeah, I've heard that. This is when we go through our notes. We talk about all the things that stood out to us as we were watching the film. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Mm-hmm. Matt, let's just start, kick it off. Let's just start talking about this movie right here. Nate. Uh-huh. Nate. Yeah. That bitch pregnant. That's your first, did say that bitch pregnant on your notes right there? That's what you wrote? No, down? I'm just thinking about it. It just says prego. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then that made me think to myself... I remember back when that that bitch that is bitch pregnant. pregnant. This yeah. is 
this is a strange opening for a Sam Peckinpah movie. We're used to all this like crazy editing montage yeah. and shit happening. This is an idyllic little like pond. This is pregnant bitch is like I thought I was watching like Sound of Music or some. I know shit. there's ducks. She's like feeding the ducks. It's this very bullshit. very pleasant. It lulls you in and makes you think like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be a violent, disgusting movie. It's I kept be like a nice story about a, a young woman. I kept waiting for somebody to shoot one of them her ducks. Journey towards birth. No, nobody shoots the ducks. I would have. But a couple of goons do, do come and grab this pregnant woman and drag her off. Remember when uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck would always try to get the other killed? Be like, no, it's this season. Was that their dynamic? Oh, it's this season. Uh, yeah. I don't think Not always. Bugs but... was trying to get Daffy killed. Um, I think Bugs was just like doing his thing being a player, and Daffy was the one who was a fucking hater. Probably Bugs was like fucking Daffy's woman or something. You know, was most there a, a, a woman character in the Looney Tunes. There had to be some jealousy coming from somewhere. No, just Bugs Bunny dressing up like a woman. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was always a very special cartoon. Whenever he did that, it's like, ooh, he's gonna look like that hot lady bunny now. Ooh, always I'm gonna always file this one away for later. Hell yeah, Bugs Bunny in a dress and Batgirl. Those are my first two crushes. Fuck yeah, and Sloan Peterson. Yeah, but uh, filmmaking-wise, much much more mellow, much more pleasant. Just like a lot of static shots. A little, we're not getting all this crazy editing. But then fucking th- shit goes wild. This bitch is brought in front of her dad. Everybody's speaking Mexican. I don't understand what's happening. But there's a, y- a lot of yelling. Mm-hmm. The goons like tear her shirt off, and she's just got titties out. That's pretty cool. There's more screaming. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then like everybody's very angry, and then the. The dude, El Jefe, as we're going to come to call him, mm-hmm. just screams, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. I guess you got to read between the lines. Alfredo Garcia is fucking putting rubber to the road. He's laying some pipe on this guy's daughter. Yeah. Got her all knocked up. The dude's mad about it. He didn't even make her like a respectable woman. He didn't keeps, marry this bitch before he knocked her up. He keeps yelling Mexican. He's like, who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? That's a cool thing to yell. Tell me now. Who's the daddy? I say that a lot to the kids that work for me. Yeah. I yell that constantly. They don't say that I am. One of these days, I'm going to get them to respond that I am, though. That's right. It's a thing I'm working on. Yeah. Especially once you impregnate one of their mothers. I I constantly threaten to do that, and they don't like it. See, they change their tune when you're... Going to be your new daddy. Staying most of the nights at their house. Oh, man. I'm going to be laying around in my underwear, watching TV... Drinking a bunch of beers you're and gonna, the cans just crushed up around everywhere. You're going to be just like our boy in a biodome. Such a good dad. I cannot go to the bathroom. I hurt my bladder rollerblading. I hope they bring him back if they do a biodome too. Now that Pauly Shore's movie Guest House has become such a runaway success. And yeah. probably we're going to start getting the shore happening. The shore is almost certain. Pauly Shore's back. I can feel it. And plus that dude. The world is ready. We've been dude. all cooped up with this COVID shit. We need some Polly Shore in our life. Hell yeah. That also that guy is dead, by the way. They can do all sorts of things with CG now. Oh, that's right. My mistake. My oh, mistake. God. Oh god. Technical difficulties. My hands gotta unplugged. Beep boop boop. Okay. There we go. I can hear again now. For a second I thought I had went deaf and I panicked. Nice kid. Syphilis is kicking in. Uh, it's a matter of time, really. Uh after he yells bringing the head of Alfredo Garcia, we start to get that classic quick cut and peck and paw montage you yeah. know there's planes fucking landing and launching there's people jumping in cars and mm-hmm. peeling out everywhere it seems to me like the entire country of mexico is going to look for alfredo garcia mm-hmm. to bring this guy to head this guy's got some real pull some real clout he's got some juice some juice 
Is that how they say it in Mexican? Yep. Next big scene, we got to meet our main character, old Benny, mm-hmm. old Warren Oates, and he's fucking leading a sing-along at a bar mm-hmm. to the song Guantanamera. Sitting right next to a sign on the wall that says, We speak English in this bar. Apparently, they don't sing English. But you got to speak when you're there. Aye, aye, aye. This is a thing in Mexico. They got a. In China, they don't eat pussy. They got dive bars that are racist against Mexicans. That's you can't speak Spanish in, in, in these bars. No, 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 no. Yeah, is that it's... really a thing? I've never seen one. Well, you know, he's in TJ, and it's a different kind of town. I guess that's true. And they do. Uh, Cater to the college kids and whatnot. Yeah. Scumbags coming over to TJ. Get wasted and buy coke and bang hookers. I wish it was. Is that the only thing going on in that town? Do they, have any, like, do they make textiles or anything other than that? Is cocaine and hookers their, their only uh, economy? And horse shows. Oh, the, the donkey shows? Yeah, horse I or donkey. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know they were doing it with horses. I thought horses had more respect for themselves than that. I feel bad for the horse so this is when a couple of those white dudes we were talking about the ones who i think might be gay couple of honkies they come rolling in this bar and they're asking about alfredo garcia they sit at benny's piano they're talking to him about it mm-hmm. warren oates is fucking you think he's maybe blind here at the beginning it, uh yeah he's just got those yeah. dark glasses on that he rarely ever takes off and he's sort of bobbing his head around in a sort of stevie wonder way as he's playing his piano also i think he was just fucked up on drugs though is what was happening also if you're not familiar with warren oates you watch this scene thinking to yourself when the fuck are they going to show the leading man? Right, yeah, when's which which celebrity is in this uh, film? <laughs> who's the star of this? When's thing? the handsome guy who's uh, the star of this movie going to show up? He's got to uh, have it right. Uh, so fucking old, uh, what's his fuck? Which one, Warren Oates um, or uh, Robert Warren? Two. Yeah, <laughs> fucking. This is the point where there's prostitutes around. They're asking about Alfredo Garcia. Yeah, the one prostitute like. Rubs on his thigh a little bit and is like, tries to grab his his dong. (laughs) He just fucking shockingly elbows her unconscious. Yeah. Like really, really quickly. Just one violent elbow to the fucking forehead and she's down on the fucking floor like a sack of shit. Oh, some crazy violence out of nowhere. And also, one of the first times where I'm like, is this dude gay with his friend over here? Is this guy not into chicks? Guys, they seem to have a pretty close relationship. He's elbowing a fucking prostitute into unconsciousness when she tries to touch him. Yeah. And you could tell this is a cool kind of bar because as soon as this chick gets elbowed unconscious, like, people are cool with it. Like, everybody's just chilling. Nobody reacts. Everybody's like, oh. Everybody knows, like, okay, yeah. Just play this one out. Play this one out. That's not. We've seen this before. That's not what these white folks are here for. Let's just everybody keep calm. So, yeah, it's it's established real, real early on that these guys mean fucking business. They're looking for Alfredo Garcia. Yeah. They proposition fucking Warren Oates, and he stonewalls him. He's not giving him any info, but you can tell that he knows something. This guy, this this crazy little fucking sort of homeless Don Knotts looking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Warren Oates. 
He's got, you can always he's got, tell he's got something, something behind his eyes. He knows something. He's got just a real, it's, he's like almost cool, but like not. I mean, yeah, he's in a 70s way. I think yeah. he's fucking real cool in a 70s way. This guy bringing big dick energy everywhere he, he goes. He sure does. I think he was laying mad pipe back in the 1970s for fucking sure. Absolutely, but the character, he's just, oof, he, I don't know, man. He's like a ladies' man at a flea market value. Yeah, for sure. This guy's a, a, a real hustler. He's a real sleazebag. You can tell he's always trying to, like, puff his chest up and try to be, like, cooler, more suave, more badass, more respected than he is. Yeah. Hey, I'm like that Rick in the Casablancas. <laughs> in his head. That's yeah. probably what he's looking like, but no, he's fucking... His fucking outfit is crazy as fuck, too. He wears this, like, white, like, linen suit through the whole movie. But early on here, he's got that, like, crazy patterned blue fucking, like, flower patterned shirt. Oh, yeah. The crazy patterned bright orange, like, check tie over it. It's, like, patterns on patterns, colors on colors. Oh, the, uh... looks fucking wild. The clip-on tie. Yeah, the clip-on fucking tie. Casablancas was the name of the bar, Nate. Um, I don't think so. That's, I don't know. It's, that's a oh, it's got to be Dick's it's place. Not, it's not get into this whole uh, trying to explain uh, Dick's geography to Matt again. Yeah, um, that movie takes place in Egypt. To what you realize pretty soon here is yeah. that Warren Oates has heard of Alfredo Garcia before. He knows, he knows Alfredo everybody. Garcia. He's got a hookup. He's going to find Alfredo Garcia. The way he's going to find him is by going to talk to his hooker girlfriend, Evita, who. Apparently, we learned fucks Alfredo Garcia and Benny. She's just like, in addition to being a hooker, she, this what? chick's throwing around a lot of a lot of p words. She's got regulars, bro. You know, that's how it happens. Yeah, but like if Garcia, he's, yeah. he's not he's not paying for it. We get the sense that like she's just fucking like dating him for real on the yeah, slide. Yeah, yeah. Because this Benny, he's he's not a committer, man. No, nah. you know, she's into this guy, but he he won't settle down. Make a respectable woman out of her she finds so it elsewhere man finds it elsewhere with alfredo garcia who's also banging like drug king pens daughters random fucking hookers this guy's like that girl laying he's laying the pipe all over mexico the the daughter he knocks up she's she's clearly an id oh, 18 right? very very young yeah, yeah for sure I, we're, we're, I think we're supposed to believe that this is like a teenage girl I'm, without question i mean she probably is and like, if she wasn't, you'd I'd I'd see El Jefe more of like being like putting a gun to this guy's head and being like, "Yo, you're yeah, gonna marry you her, marry her home," rather than just like, "Yo, he dead, bring me his That's head." Fair. That's fair. He's got yeah, she's got to be like teenage girl or something. El Jefe's mad. He's pissed, bro. Uh, what do we got here? So yeah, he's hanging out with Vita, and they go to yeah. like have a drink and talk about his big Alfredo Garcia plan. He's like, "I know what bar I'll find her at." And there's just a great fucking line here where a fucking cocktail waitress comes up, asks them what they want, and he orders, or he says, give me a double bourbon, a champagne back, none of your Tejano bullshit, and shove off. And shove off. Who talks to people like that? Uh, fucking Warren Oates, that's who. That's I just an liked, awesome thing to say to a cocktail waitress. I just liked his aggressive drinking style throughout the film. Yeah, he's a slurper, that's for sure. Yeah, he's uh, cut from the same cloth as us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not there to 
hang out and it's something to enhance the conversation. No, he's there to drink mm-hmm. and then everything else is secondary. Now that uh weather is starting to get a little cooler here. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not bikini weather anymore. Mm-hmm. Putting my banana hammock away. I'm thinking it's time to start just like pulling out the gross progressively dirtier and dirtier white suit that I'm just going to wear every day. Yeah. Just never get it cleaned. Yeah. You know, Warren Oates it for the next couple of months, I feel like. You're going to end up more Warren Oates? Just scumbag it around. Or you're going to end up more uh, Powers Booth in a white suit. Oh, no. Powers Booth has got way too much energy for me to try and match. I'm straight up Warren Oates scumbagging it. That's going fair. Forward here. I can see that. You guys have those curly locks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll look nice. So he's like, yo, bitch, I know you've been fucking Alfredo Garcia. Where is he? And she's like, he died when like a rock slide hit his car or something when he was drunk yeah. driving. He's dead now. Yeah, he's dead AF. Which is one of the most interesting things about this movie. It's this big like uh, manhunt for this character. Yeah. His name is in the fucking title of the movie. You think he's going to be a big part of this movie. Never appears in the film once. He's already yeah. dead before the film even begins. Yeah, he's, he's not in the credits. No. You're not going to find him not. on the IMDb. He's, he's in the, under the credits as bag of rotting meat because yeah. that's the only way we meet him. Goo. So he's like, well, fuck, that guy's dead. I guess I should go tell the heavies what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does have a meeting with uh, Sapensley and Quill, the, I think, probably gay lovers. And then also uh, hitmen like... Uh, badass partner dudes yep. and they, they're kind of like middleman in it here like we they we never really hear how much of uh like uh they're gonna get paid to give el jefe the head of alfredo garcia but what are they they're like we'll give you like five grand or whatever yeah initially you find it for us they're like hey man do a little middleman shit here five grand buddy so yeah i think it's a if the if the plot synopsis is right it ends up being a million dollars so they're really using this guy fucking benny here yeah five five Grand's a fucking drop in the bucket when it comes to a million dollar bounty. But here's where he gets one over on them. Because was he talk him up to ten? Is that oh yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I can get you, but like, like there's no better to... ways for this scumbag to find ten grand than going grave robbing and cutting a head off of a corpse. It's so fucking good. How hard up is this fucking dude right here? You find out real quick because like he's in there, he's trying to negotiate his own deal. He's like, these guys got money. This guy's already dead. I don't got to kill him. So, like, I'm just going to get the free money and I'm going to extort him for money. And they're uh-huh. like, uh, I'm going to need 10 grand and I need uh, five grand of that up front. <laughs> to which they're like, a little walking around money. They go, here's $200. <laughs> and he never is like, oh, no, I need can't, five can't grand. Argue with that. He's like, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And like, hands you 200 bucks. You take that 200 bucks. That scene is great. That right there alone just tells you, like, this guy is just destitute and is, like, willing to do whatever to get the fuck out of where he is. Willing to do whatever other than, like, probably get an actual job. Like, right. this guy will. Oh, yeah. He's the hardest worker in the world as long as what he's doing is some scumbag shit and yeah. not, not actually a real fucking job. Yeah. Because fuck that. Mm-mm. I ain't going to be a working stiff. You don't Hell just yeah. end up playing piano in a dive bar in Mexico and fucking there's TJ. a whole trail of bad decisions that have preceded that. That'll That's follow really you sure. all the way to Tijuana. So the next scene, we're in the fucking flea bag hole in the wall, like piece of shit apartment he lives in. This I is when we, nice. we realize that he sleeps with his sunglasses on. Well, he uses the, <laughs> don't forget, he uses the $200 
to buy a machete, buy a machete first at the marketplace. Hack that head off. You're gonna need yeah. something to do it with. Can't be using a little old pocket knife to hack a head off a corpse. I just love that. That was his thought. Like ah, got two hundred bucks. I'm gonna need something to get that head off. I really don't have anything. He's a practical man. Yeah. He's got to use that per diem on the tools of the trade. Uh, and then, like a real hero, he goes home, mm-hmm. passes out S- drunk. Sleeps with his sunglasses on until yeah. Ola Vita comes, comes crawling into his bed and get a little Benny. Get, uh, some, get some Warren Oates on her. Yeah. That gets the old kitty purring. This is when we learn that uh, Ola Vita, the... Vega, the actress playing here, has some big-ass titties, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I was staring at these things the whole movie going, like, they look fake as fuck, but this is, like, 74. Yeah, Do no, they're just even huge, exist and Like, they don't really move boobies. either. Like, nope. they've got the, the countenance of a fake boob, but I'm like, ain't no way some Mexican actress had big old fake tits in 1974. I don't even think that was a thing. No, I think she just had big, thick titties. This, this woman... God gave her a blessing. Yeah. And Sam Peckinpah's like, I'm going to need you to get them out eight or nine times over the course of this movie. For long periods. Long periods of time. Uh, he knew. He knew what he wanted. So yeah. Next morning, fucking, we wake up post-coitus. Uh, Benny's got his sunglasses off finally. We've learned the one thing that'll get his sunglasses off. And he starts picking at his crotch. That's right. Turns out this bitch gave him crabs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, just a little throwaway thing we never talk about or think about again. Oh no, it he comes. Wakes up with fucking crabs. It comes back around. Dumps sir. some fucking booze on his fucking pubes and it, goes about his day. It comes back around. I mean, yeah, the crabs are always coming back around. You can't get rid of those things. Yeah, yeah. You. So yeah, they get in like a little bit of a fight. Uh, this is pretty much just the rest of the movie. Them bickering and yeah. fighting. They're driving around <laughs> in his amazing beater car that leaves like '62 uh, Chevy Impala, picturesque, convertible, just like trail of a uh, fucking black smoke behind it everywhere. Oh, it goes. it's it's. This it's is an weird. iconic movie ride right here. Like yes. I could just picture a, like a. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia animated movie, or just like most of it is just him driving around in this car while all sorts of like cartoony smoke comes behind it. <laughs> I would watch this thing 22 yeah. minutes every Saturday morning. Oh, hell yeah. Look at this car. I could just watch him drive around in this beat up, shitty car in these just little Mexican villages, fucking wherever. This whole movie is just shot in Mexico for real, clearly. Yeah. And like, not the fancy parts. Like the point of it isn't like, oh, we're gonna show some beautiful Mexican vistas or whatever. Yeah. Like you, we're in the real down and dirty fucking Mexico here. You want to put it up against something? Put it up against uh, what's his face going down to Mexico in Rolling Thunder in his brand new red convertible. Oh yeah, that and was- you know. That was a way classier like, situation than this. That one's edgy and shit, but mm-hmm. this is just like straight up. Yeah, this is, you don't Who see, knows how long that car's been down there? You don't see these parts of the world no. in movies like ever. You don't see cars that are really this beat to shit in an authentic way in movies ever. Like, this movie's just got like a feel and a vibe to it, unlike pretty much anything else you're going to see. Uh, Sam Peckinpah supposedly like had like every shot in mind already he knew how he wanted everything to look i guess he spent like 10 million years just finding the bar yeah for the opening shot to oh, establish bet, benny's character he was like very thorough this when it came to the, finding the bar this is the bar that benny plays search at. for the bar he is very oh, very yeah. thorough you gotta I check them certain. all out 
But yeah, like they're just driving around, occasionally fighting about her being a whore. Occasionally yep. she's just like singing and playing the guitar. True. <laughs> like, there's this this is a, a full on fucking nineteen seventies film. It's in no hurry to like get anywhere or to no. have any sort of plot kick in or fucking mm, anything. No agenda. Just uh, maybe they're gonna find Alfredo. We also sort of learn at this point that they're being followed around by two fat drunk driving Mexican dudes. Yep. <laughs> Which is cool because they're just drinking and driving the whole yeah, time too. We get so a random fucking scene everybody's drinking. And these driving. guys like almost hit a fucking like bus full of people. Uh, Chickens are flying off of it. They do like a big figure eight and like smash into like a big dirt hill. <laughs> Once again, this what? is apropos of nothing. It's just like here's a couple of drunk driving characters. Yeah, we're gonna do a big crash scene just to establish that they exist. Yeah. Good stuff. Peckinpah is throwing you a little action every once in a while because you know he's not uh, drawing you in with this fucking story. No, but just enough on the screen to keep the old attention going. Where do they go to next? Uh, Next scene is when they have their little, like, picnic oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about their hopes and dreams and she wants relationship dialogue she wants here. to get married she's pestering him like you, you you're just you're not a committer man i need you to ask me to marry you let's let's make something a real go of it here as a couple of real people yeah let's be a couple of human beings stop living this scummy in the gutter life and then he's all like well, fuck it like I'll marry you, I guess. Yeah, and they're all happy, and they're, like, well, crying and kissing, and I'm like, things are going to end well for these two. Like, I sense this being a happy movie. There's no way these scumbags are going to fuck this up. Probably this movie will end in their, their wedding, and then, like, rice will be thrown at the camera, and then the credits will oh, roll. Oh, God, I That's hope not. what I'm not. thinking right now. Oh, here. I hope not. It's bad for the birds, the rice. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Is that, a, is that a problem? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's a thing now. Yeah, I've heard people say that. Internet, man. People have been throwing man. rice on the ground. What do yeah. birds do in fucking China if rice is so bad for birds? Amen. Are birds just exploding Amen. in the air everywhere in China? Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool if that happens if that were true a reason to go to china if that was true china wouldn't have given us bird flu but yeah you don't gotta worry uh things aren't going to hap- end happily here because this is a sam peckinpah movie so before you know it fucking chris christopherson and a scummy dude roll up on motorcycles oh and we got a rape situation on our hands well plus there's this the, the part about before he agrees to marry her he also explained to her what they're really doing uh, on this trip yeah, sure and she's all like, well, I don't know if I like that. This is another thing they go back and forth about. Uh, a, her being a whore. They got a little difference of opinion on that. B, the prospect of digging up a dead body and cutting its head off. and then Her former lovers, <laughs> but whatever. She is not into Semantics. this. He keeps assuring her like, yo, trust me. This is a good plan. We're doing this. Yeah. You've got no choice in the matter. It's it's awesome, too, because, like, he knows it's awful and he knows it's wrong and he just keeps doing the whole, like, uh, well, you don't got to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you can be with me and then I'll just go take care just, of it. I just need you to come along yeah. so I don't get lonely yeah. while I'm grave robbing. It's romantic, man. Yeah, you don't want to be out there by yourself grave yeah, robbing. Nice. That's, that's a depressing life. Finally got this woman to himself. You don't want to lose her. Enter Chris Christopherson. Yeah, he rolls up like all friendly, like, hey, what are you guys doing having this nice picnic here in the middle of fucking nowhere, Mexico? Yeah. I'm friendly, like, want to hang out or whatever? I'm instantly like, this guy's a fucking rapist. There's no way he's really going to be friendly. He's the rapiest raper I've ever seen in my life. I got that vibe on account of how 
handicapped and rapey his partner yeah. seemed. Like if you were just like a friendly dude rolling around trying to like meet new people on your motorcycle, you would not have a silent fucking dirty <laughs> creep just <laughs> riding along next to you. I think those were most Classic of his lines. <laughs> this scene right here where fuck like they got him at gunpoint. Uh, yeah. The weirdo just like hangs out at the the, the, the far with uh, Warren Oates keeping an eye on him. Plays a, like, plays a shitty blues song. All right, old big tits. I'm going to take you out into the, the bushes here and rape you. Yeah. This is an interesting scene that I'm not entirely sure. Like, what all's going on here? Like, I've got the fucking feeling. Like, Warren Oates. It, it, so let's walk through it. Yeah, what do you got? like, yo, like, no, you're not going to rape her. And she tells him something like, yo, like, I'm a whore. Like, I know how to deal with this much better than you know how to deal there with this. There you go. Yep. Just let me handle this. Yep. So they go out. She's just like, you've been fucked before. I'm going to be fucked again. This is the life of a woman. The sad life of a woman here in a Sam Peckinpah movie. Yep. Just plug your nose and let's do it. Mm-hmm. But then we figure out there's some emotional stuff going on in, mm. in Chris Christopherson's world right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it gets a little muddy for me. Yeah. Like he slaps her a good one to like be like I'm the alpha male in this situation, you getting raped and she slaps him a couple right back to yeah. be like, "Yo man, like I understand we're going to get fucked, but like we're doing it under my terms, like I'm I'm going to maintain my agency here." Yeah. And then he like pouts. You think it was a slinks away and like goes over to like cry by a big rock. Yeah. And it's weird. It's uh, you think like he's like, oh, no one's ever stepped to me before. Or do you think it's more of like a, yeah, somebody used to beat me when I was little. Yeah. I don't know. All that stuff sort of. That's weird. I'm like, is this guy like becoming a character? Are we going to learn more about him? But we don't. No. And then like she then weirdly like goes over and like starts consoling him. Yeah. And then like with her titties still hanging out. Yeah. And then like because he cut her shirt off. Starts to smooch him like, hey, don't get sad. Like we're still going to still going to do this. Things going to (laughs) happen. Like what the fuck is she doing? A guy doesn't want to rape you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm thinking more. I got in my notes there. She follows with yeah. a question mark. So, like, I don't quite know what her motivation here is entirely. Yeah, I think you're just looking at a lot of flawed, broken people yeah. here. And that's what the moral you're of the story thinking, was. thinking, like, maybe she just knows, like, if this guy feels slighted and, like, like he's been uh, one up over, he's, he's bound to get take it over pretty fucking violent. So, like. Take it out on Warren or But then whichever. also, like, you can tell she's kind of boned up, too. This yeah. isn't, like, all just, like, a matter of the fact, like, Bleh. scheming she's doing. Like, she's kind of into this, and... Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of shit going on. It makes me think about that whole Sally Struthers shit from The Getaway. Right. That whole, like, man being cucked by his woman who's, like, yeah. into the dude with the gun in her face yeah. thing. And I'm like, this is just, like... Doesn't really track and make sense as like a character thing in this movie, but it's clearly just like a lot of stuff going on in Sam Peckinpah's head yeah. that's just like showing up on the screen, whether it makes any sense or like. I, I would say clearly that guy comes from some kind of world of abuse. He's just working through his issues yeah. like on the screen. In this scene, I think more than like any other. Like, yeah. I'm not entirely sure what I'm supposed to get out of this scene. I just know it's fucking evocative. I think, again, I really feel like the whole scene is just like. Every one of these people is 
is flawed. Yeah. And has some kind of baggage, some kind of luggage. Oh, 100%. Something they're carrying around. These are broken people. Who, yeah. th- th- even if, like, opportunity falls in their lap, they're going to find some fucking way to fuck it up through bad choices. Right. I like to, and uh, the one guy's got his gun pointed at Warren Oates, and the other one's dragging his woman away to rape her in yeah. the, the bushes. <laughs> Warren Oates says, you guys are both on my shit list. Oh, yeah, you got to let him know. <laughs> Fucking laying it on the line right there. Yeah. like That's fine. Do what you will, but understand you know. this. I'm not happy about it, though. I'm, I'm definitely not happy about it. <laughs> What's the fucking dirty work? You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> Can you believe these characters? Way out of line, way out of line. Have a good mind to go to the warden about this. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? That's what hurts the most. Except for the except for the other thing. That hurts the most, but the lack of respect hurts the second most. Weaver, McKenna, you're free to go. Ridiculous. But the lack, lack of, respect of respect hurts second most. That's right. That's true of any rape. That's uh, that's how Warren Oates felt. This turns right into our first of many, many scenes, though, where Warren Oates just sort of stumbles into murdering a bunch of people. Yeah, he uh, he's fucking around with a gun at the start of the movie. I forget why. Yeah, uh, and he's like, "Yep." Just to establish that this guy has a gun. Yeah, and he just he, he just makes a off color comment to old girl. He's like, "Yeah, I used to be pretty good with these when I was in the service." Yeah, and I'm 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 in the the beginning of this movie thinking that he's saying this in a like Don Nazian uh fucking Barney Fife yeah, sort of way. Bullet, where I'm just yeah. like, "Yeah, sure you are, buddy." Sure, now Yeah, but as it turns out, no, this guy's a stone cold killer. Like. He's passing a bottle back and forth with his captor here. Uh, catches the guy unawares, smacks him over the head with the bottle. Fucking with the frying pan. Take, oh yeah, it's a frying pan. Yeah, right. not the mamasum. One guy's like, yeah, taking a slug of the booze, and he not the mamasum into submission. Takes his fucking gun, runs out into the fucking bushes, sees his woman. Sure does. Just like he's he's like just. <laughs> he looks like an insane man. Like he just great. becomes more and more single-minded as this movie goes on. Yes, and that's a great way. Sees to put his it. woman strangely on top in a rape situation. <laughs> oh, I think he gets there right after he lays her down. Okay, because I was gonna say like he doesn't yeah. have as big of a reaction to this situation as I would imagine. Because yeah, she isn't on him. Yeah, right in that moment because he uh. does shoot Chris Christopherson in the heart immediately. Yeah. Just yeah. several slugs to the chest. This guy's fucking dead. So this is the first two men he's murdered in this movie. It's like just oh, just like sinking right into a warm bath of this guy. He's like he's home again killing these fucking people. Uh, She's kind of taken aback to have Christopherson's blood splatter all over her yeah. face. Like after she was just tenderly kissing him uh, a couple seconds before. I was going to say this next scene's great and just really it's the linchpin of the movie where it's like, well, we can't go back now. Mm-hmm. And because uh, yeah. she's just like, well, classic no- noir structure yeah. here, where it's like once you break bad, you cross a line, you make that immoral decision, like everything's going to spiral out of control. You've, you've you have to doom yourself by the end of the movie. And she's doing the well, let's just walk it back. Like, we'll just tell the cops they attacked me. Like, we weren't completely unjustified here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, nah, nah, they're nothing, you see? We're That's just right. going to leave them behind. We got to get Alfredo. And then they go to, like, a flea bag motel. And what does the, the guy, the clerk, like, say something about her being a whore or something? 
oh yeah he's like we need a room for two and he's all like we don't allow and just kind of looks at her yeah and then which is no whores allowed oats just like barges behind the fucking Kicks the desk door right yeah in. fucking gun in the dude's mouth and he's like listen we're getting a fucking and you're like oh something a switch has been flipped when he killed those two yeah. fucking drifters like he went from being a sort of bumbling drunkard like down on his luck crumb bum in the beginning of this film to yeah. like he's fucking he's got some alpha energy now he's fucking yeah. big dicking it around in this movie he, he's done some shit in his life clearly he's 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 enjoying this violent shit he's gonna lean into it here. he's he's escaped all the violence by just drowning himself in a world of booze yeah. and mm-hmm. you know now he's found some purpose i think yeah though. this is this yeah. is a, a a true he just cares. tale an inspirational tale here he can the head of Alfredo Garcia. And it's great because this woman's gone through a lot and she's all like, no, let's just turn around, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she and doesn't as soon as, react well to seeing a couple men murdered close up. But then as soon like as... Like Warren Oates, right. she, she has the opposite reaction. As soon as he slaps old dude around, is like, you give us a fucking room, buddy. I like how she like looks at the hotel clerk and she's like, the best room. I'm going to marry that man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so she has her moment of cockiness, but it's only short-lived because as soon as they get in that hotel room, she's taking a leaving Las Vegas shower. Yeah. She's taking a yep. sitting on the floor crying while that water hits her head leaving Las Vegas shower. Yeah. <sighs> and this is another, like, tender little moment, like the one they shared at the tree where Warren Oates is doing some some good acting here. You're seeing, like, character shit happen. He's tender to her. He comforts her in the shower. Her big old titties are out again, so, you know, it's working on that level, too. Yeah. Another great scene here. Warren Oates is killing it throughout this whole movie. It's just so great to see him get a leading role and not just play, like, the ugly weirdo. Yeah. fourth build in a movie or whatever. Right, where you're like, hey, that guy was really good. Wish we had more of him. This dude's a real fucking actor. Finally, somebody... There's somebody being Sam Peckinpah who doesn't care anymore, clearly. This movie, his his big middle finger to fucking Hollywood. I'm going to take yeah. a little bit of money. I'm going to go down to Mexico. I'm going to make a movie with no fucking stars, with no redeemable, right. like entertainment value like i'm gonna make the ugliest most vile fucking movie there's, ever there's zero quality to this film fucking warren oates is gonna be my leading man because hell yeah he is because look at that mustache <laughs> oh god he looks so slimy in this but yeah he's doing a good job man he's you could tell like he's he's always loved this girl but only because she kind of loved somebody else and it was never a hundred percent attainable and yeah. I think those are the kinds of things he likes in his life well I think another thing he likes for sure probably also like anybody who will give him attention back well sure <laughs> it's like well well she seems to to not mind hanging around me for some reason and I'm into that I'm not insanely into her but you know I like that she's into me. See, I feel like he was always kind of into her. Yeah. But only because he knew he couldn't fully have her. He's- and then once Alfredo's out of the way and it's like, well, now it's just you, he panics. Yeah. He's like, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not cut out for this. He's I don't like, know how to take care of you. He thinks he's second to Mr. Garcia in right. this woman's heart. He makes, makes mention of this several times. Yeah. Man driven by insecurity yeah, until he got, gets a, a taste of blood, issues. and then you know it's it's like it's like a tonic to him. Yeah, that murdering he did. Yeah, hell yeah. 
murder tonic. So I, I, or I, are we at the grave here? Do we go to a village? Where yeah. Alfredo so Garcia is buried. We're like they go to the they go to the town. She's like, um, yeah, I think I know where he is. And so like they pull into this town. They're having fun. Little kids are jumping on his car. Oh, Warren yeah. Oates is pretending to shoot little kids. It's fun. Little kids are fun in Mexico. Yeah. None of them were trying to sell him chiclets, though, no. so it wasn't very believable. Yeah. Well, they couldn't see what or kind if, of shoes if, he if, had. if little Mexican kids aren't selling you chiclets or, like, a rose, they're not real little Mexican kids. These, no. these are actors. These are fakes deep in the heart of <laughs> Mexico. Yeah, he's, like, trying to still trying to sweet-talk her into the idea. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. That guy loved you. This is what he would have wanted. Like this is, yeah, this is closure. We need this, this guy. Man. Alfred, if Alfredo Garcia had you. any last wish, it would be that you cut his head off so that you can have $10,000. Providing for you from the beyond. So she's like, um, cool. There's a furniture store right up here. Let's pull over there and I can find out where they threw his body yeah, at. Uh-huh. And she goes up and she talks in Spanish for a while and she finally comes back. I didn't understand any of the Mexican that was happening. It's like a good long conversation. You didn't get any subtitles in these movies. When they're speaking Mexican, they're really speaking Mexican. Uh, I could pick out left some out of it. To dry. This one I didn't really catch any on. But uh, she was like, she comes back to the car and Warren Oates like, what do he say? She's like, uh, he ain't here. Yeah. This was all for nothing. That's a lie. And he's like, yeah, no, you talked for a long time. Mm-hmm. I speak situational Spanish. Uh-huh. That's not what he said. Before you know it, he's got his machete and a shovel. And you're like, oh, my man, this shit's really happening. Yep, yep, yep. It's really going to fucking happen. This so, guy's going to go. And I guess, I don't know, I was like, is he just going to march into this fucking graveyard in broad daylight and dig this dude yeah, up like, in front of his family? But I guess it's supposed to be night. Like, we're doing some weird, like, color filter or something. I yeah. I think you're supposed to just, like, use your imagination that that means it's nighttime now that they're fucking doing this. Yeah. They did that. It's a uh, weird little bit of filmmaking. He did that in one of the scenes in uh, one of the other two. One of the other two yeah. we saw. Yeah. I don't know. It seems to be a thing that he does. I don't know what he's got against filming at night. Maybe just... Uh, cheaper. Yeah, cheaper cheaper the day, man. Fucking schedules. No OT. You don't got to pay for lights. Lighting. Just yeah. fix the lighting just later. throw a little bit of a color filter over that. Fixed we'll say that it's nighttime. There we go. So yeah, he full on digs up Alfredo Garcia and yeah. gets to sawing his head off. She like wanders away. Just like, I'm not going to watch this happen. This is terrible. There's also a little like latin like religion shit coming in about like the desecrating of a grave and a body yeah. like she's not into it on that fucking level these people they all love jesus christ down there yeah i'll tell you what one thing they love is jesus christ warren oates loves the bottle and warren oates tells her like there ain't nothing sacred about any hole in the ground any fucking head mm-hmm. you or me we all just decaying trash on this fucking earth mm-hmm. let's cut this head off and let's get paid and she's like well i'll see you back at the flea bag yeah. hotel we're at and he's like, cool, here I go. What does she know, though? Wham! <laughs> it's, it's not happening that way. He Wham! He gets whacked in the head with a shovel from behind. And then he wakes up the next day, buried in, his, in a shallow grave yeah. with his dead girlfriend. Fiance now, I guess. Uh, he no. thought she was alive. He was he hoping she was alive. didn't get the money to buy a ring yet, but they've got a verbal agreement. So I'm saying yeah. officially uh, it's a verbal fiance there. Yeah, It's agreed. Wakes up buried in a shallow grave next to his fucking fiance's corpse. Yeah, he's sort of shaking her around like, hey, wake up. You ain't dead, right? But it's like, no, that's a dead body, man. It's oh, it's so good, though. Like, I love that he isn't just like, oh, my God, they killed her. I love that. Like, he's trying to tell himself, like, she she's still alive. Yeah, he she's does still like, alive. the whole like, 
every stage of grief thing here yeah. in a row. He goes from like sadness to anger to like he's, bargaining or whatever. Like this, there is clearly a bargaining phase in here. This, I don't know all the stages of grief, but right. that's one of them. And he does it like the second half in particular, but it starts up like as soon as they go on their road journey, this whole road journey is just one man's descent into madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. 100% uh, fucking just into the heart of darkness. Yeah. And, you're seeing it in his acting, you're seeing it in his actions, but also what I love is you're seeing it in his suit, which gets yeah. dirtier and bloodier yeah. and grimier throughout this movie. It's the original fucking John McClane's tank top tank from top. Die Hard. Yeah. Like, we're getting full-on dirty tank top action with his white suit. Because, like, even in hot-ass Mexico, like... Hot-ass Mexico. He was keeping the suit clean enough, and then, like, he, he, he pulls himself out of this shallow uh-huh. grave and it's, it's dirt all over it he's got dirt in his bloody wounds yeah. he's got that like dried We've blood on the side of his head seen the beater cars and like the ramshackle little villages and everything up to this point but like now it, we're next level like the rest of this movie yeah. is just one of the dirtiest grimiest things you've ever seen like everybody is sweaty and greasy there's blood and dirt and mud like Covering yeah. everything through the rest of this movie. Just disgusting. Yeah, he uh he's like, Well, son of a bitch, uh I'm just gonna leave you with Alfredo because you loved him anyways. Yeah. So he has one last like moment of jealousy. One, yeah, one last little like fuck you for fucking this guy. He's trying to like turn her over and he's like, it. Look at him. I get it. Yeah. It's pretty great. And yeah, we see him go through all these different stages of grief tremendously acted and this guy is just from this point forward we saw the, the switch flipped when he killed those guys yeah now fucking all the lights are on <laughs> like, yep fucking this is he's just wild now like he's a changed person he ain't even the same character from this point forward in the movie he goes back into town to like get himself together and get the fuck out of there and uh the the townspeople that own the the cemetery are like hey bro they walk up to him and he's like i'll fucking kill you I'll kill both of you. Yeah, I like that that little walk of shame he does out of the yeah. graveyard too. That <laughs> like we've all been there, like tried to grave rob and ended up just oh, getting my girlfriend God. killed. Oh, and somebody Play some that. sad Charlie Brown music over that. You could have a meme. Oh, goddamn right. Those kids look like they're having a lot of fun. I wish they liked me. Nobody likes me. The PTA did a good job painting these benches. I'd give anything in the world if that little girl with the red hair would come over and sit with me. You know why that little red-haired girl never notices me? Because I'm nothing. When she looks over, there's nothing to see. How can she see someone who's nothing? Uh, so he's all crazy and they're like, yo, bro, we just wanted to let you know, like some dudes in a station wagon, a mm-hmm. green station wagon. That's who took the head. Yeah. They, they left with a bag that looked suspiciously like it had a head in it. Yeah. And he's, and Warren Oates is sitting there like, oh, I was going to kill you guys, but thank you. Those <laughs> turns those out are the you're guys, my friends. Yeah. Those are the guys that have been trailing me this whole time. Yeah. We, this turns out these are the fat drunk driving Mexican dudes. Yeah. He fucking 
tears ass in his badass car down the road, finds them fixing a flat tire, oh. just crashes his car into their car, and then gets out all crazy and just like he's murders already, him. Yeah. He's already just like straight up muttering and yeah. talking to himself, like. <laughs> You know, he's doing the whole, uh, here, here I come, mm-hmm, Royal yeah. Tenenbaum scene. Did I hit the dog? Yeah. Is he dead? Yeah. I need help. And he, 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 he murders them very effectively. He takes Alfredo Garcia's head, sits it in his passenger seat, and this is when the movie just becomes Castaway. Like yeah. he full on Wilson the volleyballs Alfredo Garcia's head. Oh yeah, his, his woman's dead. He's got nothing left. He just starts talking to this fucking head, being friends with this head. It becomes a weird like buddy road trip of just like a deranged madman and a severed head. Yeah, I like uh... that's got to be like. The, the, the pitch when you're selling this to studio people, what this movie's about. I, it's an insane idea for a movie. Yeah. I, I like, uh, again, it shows the difference in like uh, Sam Peckinpah's different characters since we're doing a kind of a retrospective. That's right. Yeah. Other films. A little bit. I mean, uh, as best as we know, can do. Uh, so, I'm not going to do any homework or anything. Uh, this movie right here, he kills those dudes, right? Mm hmm. Kills him he shoots all the him, way dead. Yeah, shoots him dead. And he like gets the head. And then the one dude's still kind of moving. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, you don't. Mm-hmm. And he fucking shoots him. And he's, he says something to. under his breath about like, yeah, that's for like killing my lady. Yeah, there's a lot of madmen like, muttering at this just point. <laughs> keeps shooting the dude again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of last week's uh, movie where Steve McQueen's like, Nah, I think he's dead. That's good enough. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he wasn't fucking dead. And it was the big fucking mistake of the movie for old uh, Steve McQueen in The Getaway. It's a difference in character. Yeah. You see that? This is, this is, this is... Steve McQueen's just a man so doing your, a job. Your, your theory here is that Warren Oates, Steve McQueen, not the same kind of guy. <laughs> Two different kind of guys. A little different. <laughs> Ever so slightly. I'll, I'll co-sign that. I'll okay. sign off All on right. that for fucking sure. Yeah. He stops by like a little fucking uh, taco stand, orders a cerveza. Little kids are looking at him. He's crusted in blood and dirt. Yep. <laughs> He's uh, he steals a block of ice to get this head on ice because at this point there's just flies covering this thing. Yeah. It's insane. Just how many hours do you think Warren Oates was just in this car driving around covered in flies? There's just dozens like, of flies. Yeah, there are flies him. all over that car. At every point for the rest of this movie. It's so it's, disgusting. It's, like, it's miserable to watch. I can't even imagine trying to film that you, scene. You just know everything stunk for real as yeah. you're filming this fucking movie. I, he had to have just been on a lot of fucking cocaine to the point where he's like, I don't, I don't even I mean, care. Yeah, famously. I think actually I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but this is probably the movie where Peck and Paw got introduced to cocaine I heard by that Warren as well. Oates. Yeah, so. yeah. Warren Oates was like, hey, bro, you should try cocaine. Hey, you're a pretty good drunk. You ever heard of something called cocaine? I think you'd really like it. I also heard that after Warren Oates introduced Sam Peck and Paw to cocaine, mm-hmm. Warren Oates was like, yeah, he got really hard to work with for the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't he like supposedly like going through like crazy other shit like aside from being a crazy drunk he also had like women problems going on at the oh, time I'm sure too. constant women problems like, yeah. for sure Same this is Peckinpah. yeah dude, this is man. 
I don't know. This is him escaped from the Hollywood system and making his own fucking movie. Fuck everybody. But this is where I think like he loses the thread on himself from this point forward. Other than the brief like uh, getting his shit straight with Convoy, like I yeah. think to make a mainstream thing, like the rest of his movies after this are kind of just messes. Like yeah. they take a big noticeable downturn in quality. Well, and again, this was the last or I think the only movie he made where he had creative control. Yeah, like the yeah. final People edit was that he his got final edit. cut and everything. And Which like, I've got a little interesting tidbit about that in Judgment Day. We'll get okay, to. all right, we'll save it then. Okay, yeah. So what's up? He uh, so he kills. Who did he just kill? Oh, he's at the Taco Rio yeah, place. He's stealing some ice. Yeah. He's getting some ice on this fucking head. Him and but, the head are hanging out. Uh, before he leaves, I love the little little tag there. Like before he goes, they're like, "Well, what's in the bag?" And he's like, "It's a dead cat." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "It's a very good he's, friend, he's my friends, dead, dead cat." cat. <laughs> like, oh, that fucking explains it. We also, what we learn in this scene is that he's also getting trailed by some people. And uh, it comes comes to fruition in a, in a minute here where they see that he's leaving town. So they've got a little ambush for him. But this is another thing that I've seen like popping up in all these movies just like a, as a, a plot thing. It's always people getting like trailed by several different parties. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking the wild bunch we had, like uh, them trying to get over that that bridge while like the feds were after them, right. and also the bounty hunters were after them in the getaway. They're running from the cops. They're running from the criminals. Like here, he's yeah. got bounty hunters after him. He's got the family of Alfredo Garcia after it, him. Like there's always multiple right. parties in play at once in these Peckinpah movies. Sam Peckinpah does a really good job. Uh, it's one of the things he does the best. Where where it's always. Oh, and we should have said at the very beginning of the movie when he was talking about money and like, hey, I'll get the head, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They were like, that's fine. Get us the head. We'll give you the money. Also, four oh, yeah, days. You got four days. To four get days. Head. We forgot and to mention we'll that. We'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Sam Peckinpah likes to do the, the, the clock. He likes the running clock. And then he likes to be like, okay, we have all of our major players introduced. Here's what's going on. And then he adds that one last thing. But wait, yeah, yeah. this guy's after him. Another layer of scumbaggery so we can see another dude get killed. And yeah, like you said, it's the it's the Garcia family in, mm-hmm. in this instance. They ain't happy with the fact that this guy dug up their dead relative and stole his head and is now driving around with it covered in flies. Yeah. So they demand that he gives the head back. Yeah. I like how they got the whole family out here. Grandpa and grandma, they all got guns trained on old Benny. Yeah, they find, they stumble across the green station wagon. So the Garcia family is aware that Mr. Warren Oates has dispatched of the of the people that originally did the grave robbing. Mm-hmm. And they know for a fact they mm-hmm. they ha- he has the head now. They're on the trail. Yeah. So yeah. Um he's like, No, I'm not gonna give you the head. There's just this is a, just a fun little standoff where like they've all got guns on him. Yeah. But like you can tell they're like not really killers. Like no. he's they're giving him a lot of a lot of leeway here and like Well no one wants to he's fucking not shoot. doing yeah, he's right. not doing what they say, but like nobody's getting rough with him. Right. They're just like, how is this gonna play out? Because like they got the guns and the numbers, but they seem to just be nice people. And meanwhile, he's a stone cold fucking killer. Like and, and he's some good al- tension to that. He's also figured out they're super nice people. Yeah. And he's like, Welp, I'm just gonna take this head and get back <laughs> in my car because yeah. none of you are doing shit. And finally, like some old man's like, I'm just gonna hit him in the kidney with the butt of my gun. Yeah, yeah, we get we we get that far. We'll rough him up a little bit, but before that can fully play out, fucking another old, wagon shows yeah, up. Quill and Sorensby or whatever the fuck his name is. The two guys 
want that they want the head they roll up and just fucking pull out tommy guns and just straight up massacre oh, his entire family it's so great they they get out of the car they're like uh anybody speak english and war notes knows who they are he uh-huh. knows what he's doing there and like it, it's great because he's in absolutely insane but you can tell he had no plans of killing these people no yeah and he knows like well they're all gonna die now yeah uh-huh and he's just kind of going along with it. He's like, yeah, I speak English. And There's they're this, like, yeah, we're looking for the cutoff on this map. Where's the cutoff? And he's like, yeah, the cutoff's here. Yeah, you're going to have to take it here. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when the fucking hilarious moment when the fucking tour bus full of white people drives oh by and sees all these crazy Mexicans with guns so, pointed at each other. Right. So like, And the, they're like just taking pictures of it like, oh, yeah. isn't this authentically Mexico? How yeah. charming. They're like banging on the windows. They're like, what? What's going on out there? And all these like uh, these townsfolk that are like doing this vigilante justice are just they got their shotguns in one hand and they're using their other hand to take their stetsons and like right. wave air onto their face and also wave to the bus as it drives by. Like, Garcia gives oh, them a hey, wave. Like, what's up? Hey, good to How see you. you. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah, the distraction of the uh, bus gives fucking Warren Oates enough time to, like, dig into his car for his gun. He gets it. Fucking the machine gun fire starts happening. All these people are massacred. Fucking Warren Oates shoots back. It's so cool. Does one of them catch a bullet from the family member, or does Warren Oates fucking kill Yeah, so the two heavies take down everybody, and they're like, okay, now we just got to kill Warren Oates or talk to Warren Oates. But the uh, young kid was hidden behind a rock, and he pops up and shoots one dude. Quill. Quill, right. So, yeah, then this is when the other one has, like, a, not just, like, a, oh, fuck, like, my partner's down, but, like, a, like, real emotional, like, reaction to him being shot. Which, like, leads me to, like, this is why I'm thinking about, are these guys fucking gay? Earlier with him attacking the woman who tried to touch him, and then now, like... He's really just like disturbed and like touched by his partner's death. And I'm like, are these guys like between the lines fucking each other? Because that's pretty fucking interesting. And I would have liked to have seen more of that play out if so. So those two dudes had the same straight laced white guys just fucking in this 1970s movie. They had the same agent who was Mm -hmm. a producer on this movie. And he was the one that was like, oh, you got to get these two guys to play the heavies. Right. Yeah. And so they were like, hey, we're going to do it. But uh, we want them to be gay. Okay, Pecker cool. Paul yeah. was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I feel like that was just a little flavor here. It's just yeah. like, it's not explicitly said. It doesn't lead anywhere. Like, it's just like how they play it. And so, I feel like yeah. it's just them making these characters that on paper look like nothing, yeah. just more interesting, giving them another layer. And it's cool because, like, obviously Hollywood wasn't really mm, pro gay back then or even. No. Painting gays in any kind of like flattering light. They're fucking right. cashing in on this whole fucking gay thing now. That's right. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Back then, if you were gay, you were going to be like that dude in uh, Freebie and the Bean. Oh, know? yeah, for fucking sure. Yeah. It's all in the intricacies. Back then, if you were gay, it's the movie Cruising. That's, that's right. That's God happening. damn it. Uh, all the stuff like at the bar, like they just sit close. Not like, uh, exactly. not like obnoxiously close, but just, just a vibe closer there than like, you would. Yeah. You could see 99 people out of 100 not even picking up on it while right. watching this movie. Right. It's, it's a cool little thing. But yeah, fucking that guy's pissed that his friend's dead, so he goes nuts. But then fucking Warren Oates shoots him in the heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's just a good shooting shot. everybody in the heart. These guys fucking hired killers. No problem. Just 
crazy Warren Oates. He's like, all he can think about is shooting people in the heart now. He's a man of singular vision. Yeah, Johnny gets it first. Who's the second one? Who's the other one? Soren. Soren. It's a last name. I notice when he gets iced, the the second dude, mm-hmm. that's when you get the the worst offender of the peck and paw. Oh, the, the bright red. Orange blood squib. Red blood <laughs> yeah, squib. Yeah. yeah, that one... It wasn't. I wasn't thinking about it during this movie like I was during the getaway. But yeah, that I wasn't at that all. One but that kill in particular, sure. I was like, "Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. There's that shit." So yeah, he's everybody's dead. But you know, whatever. Old Benny's got a a job to do. So him and the head <laughs> are back him. off on the road, and their love story is going to continue. That's right. He uh he gets home. He's got the head in one hand. He's got the. Big block, block of ice in the yeah, other. He's, he's fucking taking a. He's, I like when he takes the ice pick and breaks up the block of ice too. Like he's he's getting crazy with it. Oh, that's some manic fucking ice picking. He's oh doing. yeah, he's he's just losing his mind here. He's putting old uh, the head in the shower. Yeah. He ices it down. We get a moment too where he like he's talking to the head and he says something like a friend of ours took a shower here once. So uh, he like, goes, yeah, he goes, a friend of ours so used to shower here. Thinking back to that tender moment with her yeah. crying in the shower while while talking to a severed head, like this yeah. is full on Norman Bates like insanity at this point of the movie. This yep. movie's descended into fucking craziness. Well, he's he's back at his place now. Yeah, and she didn't cry in that shower. No, but he but says it, that right, right, like yeah, yeah, while he's yeah. he's sitting it on the, the the floor of the shower, and I'm like, he's, oh, like, he's yeah, got a lot of friend of ours. He's got a lot of thoughts here. swirling around in his head. Well, I really like. Uh, so he, he he leaves the body or he leaves the head in there with the with the cold water running, uh-huh. and then he goes goes back to his bed and he's got a picture of old girl next to his bed and he's talking to that he starts talking to that talking all sorts of inanimate objects and i i really like that scene because that's uh what does he say to her uh oh he goes well he's taking a shower now because he earlier when she has the crabs he's like you need to start showering Oh, right. And clean the sheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you need to find a new line of work. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, like, he was insinuating that, you know, Alfredo gave her crabs. And, right, like, right. And then he turns to her and he's like, well, he's taking a shower now. And then just fucking loses it. And it, it's a great scene, man. Pretty great. And then he leans back and he says to no one, oh, the things you do to get ahead. And then there's a laugh track. I thought that was weird. Totally. Right. That was weird. Yeah, well, that didn't happen. That's pro- I probably would have wrote that in the movie if I was writing it. If you were Jack Nicholson in the Batman, <laughs> that would have been not cool. enough head puns in this yeah. movie. For, uh, absolutely, for, for my taste, could have could have sprinkled a few in there. Absolutely. Uh, next scene, he goes to turn in the head at like the fancy office where he made the ten thousand dollar deal. This Originally, is so great. <laughs> he's got it in the picnic basket now, and there's just like dry ice, like smoke, like coming uh. out of the picnic basket, and he's. His suit's clean again, like he's he's done a little laundry here, so he looks less insane, but yep. he's still got a severed head in a picnic basket, and there's like dry ice smoke trailing everywhere he goes, uh, the, so he still looks completely fucking insane. The clean suit is such a nice little detail, because like, yeah, you could have just been like, oh, this guy's completely insane now, like, look how dirty he is, like, it's, it's, the, the suit signifies it, blah, 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 and I like that it's like, no matter how insane he is, he still has enough to keep it together where he's like, well, 
Gotta wash my one suit while I'm home for 10 minutes. Yeah, because I'm going to this fancy office. Like, where it's these, just, it's such a cool little thing, these man. bounty hunters or hitmen or whatever, like, what are these guys renting office space for? <laughs> like, I don't know. What is this office? Do these guys have a day job? Uh, who's to say? And then they just do, like, bounties for severed heads, like, on the side, sort of out of there? No. Is this, like, a travel agent's office or something? Probably. But anyways, he takes the head in, is like, here's the head, where's my 10 grand? And they're like, we got the 10 grand, like, cool, deal should be done. Like, uh, you know, it's, he, he he went all the way, sure, it cost him, but, you know, the deal, but you just start seeing, like, all these thoughts just ping-ponging around in Warren Oates' head as this transaction's happening, and you're like, oh, no, he's not going to accept winning. He's just not going to take the W and go home, and like... This guy's too far gone now. One of the other things that's just like needling that home for him is like, he's like, yeah, I got the head. I got this. I got that. And these guys don't really give much of a shit. No. Yeah. And he's trying to like tell them that it's in the picnic basket and he got the picnic basket from having a picnic with him. Yeah. Like, like, listen, dude, we're businessmen. And he's just like, no, wait, I've been on, this has been a story for me. Like. Yeah, like it all. You st- need to hear about it. It all starts when he's like, "Here's the head," and they're like, "Oh yeah, here's your money," and they just give him the envelope of money, and he's like, uh, "Don't you want to see it?" Yeah, right. Like he, he, it's starting to click to him. Like, holy Jesus, what did I do all this right. for? Yeah, fucking, I have nothing. So yeah, might as well play this out to its fucking it, its actual finale. He just starts murdering all these fucking dudes. Yeah. Do you notice though? Like the big thing is he, he's like. Before he talks about the basket, they're like, don't you want to see it? And he rips the one side of the basket off. Right, yeah, and yeah. that's his, like, realization. Like, well, none of this shit sure. fucking matters. I got nothing left to yeah. hang my hat on. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's another head joke there. A little bit. But yeah, this is the most egregious scene, I think, of him just being able to casually murder a bunch of people. Because, <laughs> like, it's the two guys, they've got guns. It's all their fucking, like, yeah. uh, bodyguards and whatever. Yeah. They've all got machine guns. And it's just like, he's got that sort of, like, Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now energy. Where just like, the bullets aren't going to hit him. And he's just going to, like, stand there, yep. casual, and, yeah. like... He's so far gone. He's not even of this Try world anymore. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's not worried. At no point in his brain is he thinking that any of the bullets can yeah. even fucking hit him. And he just murders like eight more people in this fucking office. Uh, I, it's cool. I love it. Yeah, he's and, and, and whatever. At, at this point, he's a full-on serial killer. <laughs> like, but he, I've got no splitting hairs. He's a serial murderer. I just love it. I have no qualms with it. He says in the beginning, he's like, I I was in the military. He says, I got pretty good with these. Doesn't say anything more than that. And then he's just consistently good with a gun throughout the movie. I don't know how he gets the info, but like he's asking them who the head's going to and why. And somehow he figures it out before. Like, I don't know. Oh, because he gets the info during this scene somehow. There's the two dudes at the desk, right? Uh So he shoots the one guy at the desk. The guy that doesn't have the head on the desk, uh-huh. he shoots him first because that guy's going for a gun, mm-hmm. and then he shoots all the other guys that are coming in through the door, and then he some cleanup. <laughs> then he shoots the final guy that has the head on the desk, uh-huh. and that's because that guy tried to pull something out of his pocket and be like, "Here's who wanted it." Right. But before he could say that, Warren Oates shoots him so as soon as he pulls his hand So it's two for one. He out. gets the yeah. information and he gets to kill the guy. Yeah. He finds out El Jefe uh, is the one who wants the fucking... So he's like, you know what? Let's cut out the middle, man. I'm just going to deliver this head straight up to El Jefe myself. We're going to see what he wanted this thing for. And this is a sort of like 
all the marketing is just like for this movie it's just like a wow who is alfredo garcia and how could his head possibly be worth like one million dollars in the death of 25 people or whatever why and this is sort of the question that's gnawing away at benny here he's just like He's lost everything. He needs to know, like, why? What was this all about? Yeah. Could it possibly be worth it? And the ultimate, like, joke of this movie, the egg on the face of the universe, Peckinpah's, like, bleak nihilism is going to be, of course it wasn't worth it. This is over fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone somebody, has to die because of nothing. fuck this dude's daughter, bro. Uh, <laughs> so we're back at El Jefe's, and this is very fucking Godfather shit right here, where there's, like, criminals, but also a christening, and there's yep. family, and it's like... I don't know. This feels like a scene straight out of The Godfather. Even with the editing, it's back to like when I think wherever we're at El Jefe's, like the yeah. filmmaking becomes very not peck and paw. Like it's much more just like steady cammed, pulled back shots, like chill. Yeah. I don't exactly know what effect that is to, but it's clearly like a choice that's that's being made there. It's a whole different kind of energy. Yeah. You're not wrong. I don't know if he's just like aping The Godfather or what, because it feels fucking Coppola. It's it looks good though. But yeah, fucking the baby, Alfredo Garcia's baby's being fucking christened. El Jefe's there, the whole family's there. <laughs> Warren Oates just rolls up with a fucking head in a picnic basket and he's like, Yo, I got your head. I I love it. Like he gets there, like he pulls up to the front gate that's just heavily guarded. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, well, like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, Um I got Alfred Garcia or Alfredo Garcia. Yeah. He's here to see uh, El Jefe. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah. get it. So let him in. Fucking, they let him in. El Jefe's happy to see him, invites him into the fucking, his little office there. This guy, say what you will about him. Like, Taz is fucking daughter stripped naked in front of everybody because he finds out she's pregnant. Yeah. Kind of a psychopath, but, uh, Good businessman because he's jovial. He's happy to have the head. He's gonna fully pay up this one million dollar bounty. Yeah. Like he could just fucking be like, "Thanks for the head." Fucking who's this hilljack bringing it to me? Kill this guy. Get rid of him. Whatever. He's, like, he's like, no, no, no. no, no I made yeah. a promise. Job well done, man. Yeah. And uh, and we've established though, it's it's not that easy for uh, Warren Oates. He's not looking for the W at this no. point. He's decided that all of Mexico needs to get burned down. It's he he puts the head on the table, and he's like, uh, "Here's the merchandise bought, and uh, El Jefe's got the money, and he slides over, he's like, and paid for." Mm-hmm. And then he like he's like kind of laughing, like, "This is it, right? See yeah. you later, you crazy gringo." And then uh, Warren Oates is like, "You know, uh." 16 people died for that head. Uh-huh. Also, I went on a nice picnic, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. nobody wants to hear about this picnic. No, no, no. But he's like, 16 people died for this head. And they'll have, he's like, yeah, that's great. I don't give a shit. Just yeah, take your money uh-huh, and get right. the fuck out of here. And then he's like, one of them was my friend. And it's like, oh, he... He's gonna he's gonna kill all these yeah, people. This guy's not gonna leave well enough. He's, he's gonna kill all these people. And this is he's sort of the daughter's there too, and like she's got emotions on her face. He's noticing this. He's looking back and forth. I think she loved Alfredo. In Garcia. this moment, he puts the connects the dots as to what this was all about and like what has happened here. Yep. And he looks to her, and she's the one that gives him the go ahead. It's just like she can tell what's going on here, and she's she's just like do it. Yeah. And then he shoots El Jefe in the heart. Right in the heart. In the middle of his heavily guarded compound. 
Yeah. Surrounded by tons of gun-wielding drug dealers, he shoots the fucking kingpin in the heart yep. in his own home. Yep, shoots all his fucking armed guards in front of him, and then is like, what do you think, girl? And she's like, mm, yeah, he needs to die, too. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get a little uh, runaway here. He he comes out the front yeah, door. Yeah, and the girl go uh, go off together. Yeah. They've got the kid, they've got the head, he's got the girl. I was like, new family here? Is this Is this what's going to happen here? Yep. But uh, yeah, we don't get any uh, Charlie Sheen, the runaway romance. He tells her, like, take care of the kid. I'm going to take care of the head. Yeah, yeah. Him and the head are best buddies at this point. Yeah. He gives her the locket with Alfredo's uh, picture in it. Yep. Which apparently was just Warren Oates painted up to look like a Mexican. <laughs> that picture. Was it really? <laughs> that's what I read in some oh, trivia God. somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Alfredo Garcia never actually appears in the movie. All, all we see is like the top of his rotting head a couple times. But that picture in the locket is just fucking just worn out in a Tony Clifton wig. Yeah, doing some blackface. Oh, God. Some brown face, I guess, more. Uh, he's pretty fucking tan. I, I know, mean, already. I think it's just the wig. Especially when he's flashing those big white chompers oh, he's got in this God, one. You can just you really see how leathery and tanned up his face is. Oh, he's got so many fucking lines in that face. Yeah, it, you take care of the boy, I'll take care of the father, is what he says. Yeah. And then we get some fucking Thelma and Louise just like riding his car towards the gate. He's just going to smash into the gate. This is his suicide moment. He knows he's not surviving this. Yeah, this is he, the big finale. He's fucking... That's why he sent her back inside. He's, he's made everything as right as right could be in this fucked up world. Yep. A lot of people are dead for no reason, and he just gets straight up Sonny Corleone in this car. Like, they machine gun the fuck out of his car, turn it into fucking Swiss cheese. He's like, I'm... Either I survive or I don't. And I love the last fucking shot of this movie is just a gun barrel pointed directly at the camera firing. <laughs> yep. Just... Directed by Sam Peckinpah. It just goes out with fucking machine gun fire. You, the audience, are being shot in the face at the end of this fucking movie. It was so great because Maria like came in at the tail end of it and watched you know the last fifteen minutes or so. She caught a couple other scenes, mostly just the titties. I mean, get in here. She's got the titties out again. Pretty much. You gotta get a load of these things. Pretty much. So, like, she sees the very end scene, and she goes, "Well, that was really violent." And I go, <laughs> "Yeah, that's Sam Peckinpah." And I said it right as they go, directed, directed by, by Sam, Sam Peckinpah. Peckinpah. <laughs> it was just like that's just yep. him putting his dick yep. on the table yep. right there. <laughs> that fucking final image of the fucking film I, into his name. I was like, I feel dick like dick on the table. I feel like you really got a good feel for uh, what we were watching yeah, this month by just wild seeing bunch, that. She fucking puts that one guy's name over the image of the horse's ass. Yeah, this one he's putting his fucking own name front and center. Just violent shooting. Like, you want it? Bam! Y'all got an opinion about there. what kind of movies I make? People out there, here it fucking is. Yeah. Fucking over here with it. Yeah, send your complaints to go fuck yourself. (laughs) Don't send your complaints to us. Send them to go fuck yourself. We can't take criticism. But what we can take is a break here. We're going to listen to some coming attractions, and then when we come back, bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. It's going to enter Judgment Day. Das sind die neuen Helden Amerikas, die Giganten der Landstraße, die riesigen Überlandtransporter. 
Was früher die Cowboys mit ihren Pferden waren, das sind heute die Männer in ihren gewaltigen Tracks. Sie sind immer unterwegs, aber sie sind ihre eigenen Herren und haben ihre eigenen Gesetze. Sie können ein Stück ihres Weges mitfahren, in dem Film der neuen Konstantin, Konvoi. Convoy. Dieser Film erzählt die abenteuerliche Geschichte eines dieser harten Männer, der schon zu einer legendären Figur geworden ist. Es ist die Geschichte von Rubber Duck. The good old days of good old monster movies are back. Tremors. It was yes. funny. It's humongous. Slimy. Full of goo. Yeah, we'll take your word for it. The scariest monster movie since Aliens, says Sneak Previews. Bloodthirsty, that creature. Action-packed. It's a wild film. And Time Magazine raves, Tremors is bound to become a classic. Yeah! Tremors, rated PG-13, starts tomorrow at theaters everywhere. So all the fishermen hang out in this little cove and fish all the tuna. Right. But with COVID and everything, they haven't been doing it. So like the whales are like, fuck, yeah, we got tuna again. Oh, and then I like, see. They started trying to fish it again. So now the whales are like, wait, we they put together two and two. Like these are the assholes taking all the fish. We got to get yeah. rid of these fuckers. So they've just been fucking up their fishing boats when they come out there now. That's pretty badass. Like, to the point where it's like, you either turn back in or you're going to sink out here. This is some real-life fucking Moby Dick shit. Somebody needs to make That's a movie cool. about this. Fucking orcas attacking fishing boats because they've become woke on climate change. Yeah, Nate, I always saw this that coming. That one's got legs. I always saw this coming. The, the animal kingdom turning on humanity. This one especially. I mean, if it wasn't the robots, it was going to be the whales eventually. Yeah, what are they called? I mean, they're, they're called killer whales. For a reason. For a reason. And I mean, dolphins have been trying to rape us for decades. Like, they're, yeah. they're trying to let us know. Like, if you think we're not right, go watch that episode where Hank swims with the dolphins in King of the Hill. Oh, that's, that's a classic King of the Hill oh, right there. So good. It was the dolphin. He uh, attacked me. Hmm, I see. No, it was more than that. He, uh, remember the movie on Lifetime? You know, what Gregory Harrison did to Valerie Bertinelli? Oh, my God. Oh, I have never... Well, actually, I have had a dog hump my leg. Oh, it doesn't feel good, does it? No. I, I thought ignoring it would make it better, but it just made it worse for everyone. You know, I've never said this about anything before, but it feels good to talk about it. That's good, Hank. Come on, just let it all out. It is so horrible. I mean, that creature swimming at you with that hungry look, waving his... I mean, does he even have a... It's a mammal, Peggy. Oh, well, then of course he would. I'm sorry. He is a mammal and would have mammalian organs, roughly in proportion to body size, I'm guessing. Or... Uh, that's enough talking about it for now. Whatever feels best. This is all so disorienting. It's, it's hard not to... I mean, 
Did he know where to go? Make sure you guys join us at the uh, turn of the year when we go from 2020 to 2021 and we reboot the show for a third time and just mm-hmm. make it a episode King by episode breakdown of King of the Hill. Yeah. If I had some extra time on my hands, I might start up a King of the Hill podcast. We could probably just throw that together. It that, shouldn't be that having some legs. Another thing that's got some legs is our segment, Judgment Day. People fucking love it. We've been, we've been doing it for years. People just can't get fucking enough of it. Knows how to use Judgment Day is when we go out there to you, the people, the internet, the denizens, the weirdos out there on the online. We see what you had to say about the film we watched. We find a couple of five-bullet reviews. We find a couple of one-bullet reviews. Mm-hmm. We read them. Mm-hmm. We digest them. I did that. Once again this week, but also I've got like a four bullet review in the mix here just because uh, it's got an interesting little tidbit uh, I I alluded to earlier about that scene where he wakes up in the shallow grave. Hey, tidbit? I didn't didn't corroborate this anywhere else, so I don't know. It's an interesting tidbit. Tidbit or titbit? It's it's not a titbit. This one has nothing to do with tits. Okay. Our first one bullet review, though, this is from an Amazon user called Mojo Jojo. It's a pretty cool fucking username on Amazon. That's the bad guy from Powerpuff Girls. Is it? Yeah. Oh, he's, I had no idea. He's a monkey with a big human brain. How, how much Powerpuff Girls have you been watching? I've watched a good amount of it. Wow. Craig. Yes, you do live with an Asian woman. Craig would have, Oh, I watched it before she came along. Okay. You could have just used her as an excuse. You didn't have to admit that. It's a good show. One bullet from Mojo Jojo here. Mojo says, this movie is bad. Very, very bad. He's saying bad in all capitals. Mm. It's like real life. Long, boring, and pointless. <laughs> I wish I could find something nice to say about it, but Jesus, it dull. There's so many scenes of characters just sitting around and talking. I suppose these are meant to give us a glimpse of their souls, but it just comes across as meandering and self-indulgent. <laughs> Dialogue scenes are self-indulgent. Oh, boy. I didn't give a damn about the quote-unquote hero or his girlfriend or any of the supporting characters. It's just a bunch of mean, ugly people doing mean, ugly things to each other. Pointless. He accidentally got the point of the movie. <sighs> there is one scene that is worth watching, if only for the complete ridiculousness of it. It stars Chris Christopherson as Biff, okay. the sensitive rapist. He gets his <laughs> feelings hurt and walks away from his victim, only to have her walk after him and ask him to make love to her. What the hell? Dumb characters, dumb story, dumb climax, dumb movie. One bullet from Amazon user Mojo Jojo. I'm not gonna argue with anything that. No, he makes a lot of, said. A lot of good it points. It all there. checks out. I like that his review was sour because turns out this guy secretly hates his life. <laughs> and uh, I will agree. That's the softest rapist outside of maybe uh, mm-hmm. old Warren from uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse. And Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yeah, right. parking lot. You get raped. You get raped. Uh, this, this next one, I got a one bullet review. I want to do both sides of the coin. This is one I didn't agree with so much. This one makes some points that sort of made oh, me mad God. here. This is a one bullet review from, um, I believe it was an IMDb user, Ian Louisiana. Well, that's just stupid. The one I really feel sorry for is Benny's mummy. All that money she spent on his piano lessons, and he ends up mixing in bad company. Her dreams of Carnegie Hall are, are, are as dust. 
If only he had practiced just a little bit harder, he might not have ended up talking to the fly-blown, severed head of a complete stranger wrapped in a sack on his car seat. Still, it's easy to be wise after the event. Frankly, this is a ludicrous movie put together by a director overdosed on excess. In my opinion, Mr. Peckinpah never made a worthwhile film after Ride the High Country and Major Dundee and gradually declined in inverse proportion to the adulation heaped on him by critics and admirers who saw him as the chronicler of the American way, as seen by a man who would probably hate America if somebody could figure out what the hell the meaning was behind his movies. If there was one... Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia is a loathsome movie made at the height of America's last period of self-loathing over Vietnam before her present period of self-loathing over Iraq. That's an awful lot of loathing, and it's all up there on the screen. Warren Oates overacts preposterously, which is now hailed as a triumph of postmodernism. The color is cheap-looking and dodgy, which is now interpreted as an homage to actual light, and the movie's bare-bones plagiarism from Greek legend is cited as a virtue. Reading the other comments here, and very clever and well-argued some of them are, simply reinforces my belief that most reviewers will only bother to write about films they like. Out of 80 comments, only half a dozen or so were less than ecstatic. Am I in that much of a minority? One bullet from Ian, Louisiana, who feels like a man alone. That's a shame. Mm, get him all the fucking cheap, shoddily made, Warren Oates overacting. He what fucking a, movie was this guy watching? He said a bunch of stuff that I wanted to argue with him, and so he just got along yeah, with it. Yeah, he's talking about all that shit about America? Yeah. What the fuck was that? Like... I know for a matter of fact, we're in a bad way right now. I know we're not going to get terrible way. fucking cool-ass movies when we come out of this shit. I don't even know if they're going to make movies anymore. Uh, it might just be computer-made now. There's just going to be one computer at Disney that, like, spits out fucking CGI nothing, and that's just what movies are going to be now? Probably. Can't get people together for COVID? Come on, Pauly Shore, save us. Okay, this next one that I'm reading, just because it, it has an interesting tidbit in it, is a hmm. four-bullet review from an IMDb user named Mud Sharks. Hmm, Mud Sharks. The following commentary should only be read by those who have seen the film. It is, in a sense, a spoiler for something that doesn't exist in the film's current release. This guy's uh, very... He's, he's thoughtful, yeah, at least. Yeah, I like that. I first saw Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia here in Manhattan on the day it opened so many years ago. After the reviews came out, the studio immediately pulled the prints from the theaters and cut the most crucial scene in the film. The original release contained a scene wherein, upon discovering his lover dead, the Warren Oates character makes love to her corpse. What? He does so tenderly and with deep regret. <laughs> then he buries her along with Garcia's remains in the grave he just desecrated. It is in this moment that he slips into madness. If you watch the film again, note the transition from the pre-grave yeah. character and the post-grave one. Also note the somewhat disjointed transition from his holding his dead lover in his arms to his leaving the graveyard. I'm sure you could view his character change as simply being a reaction to her death, but if you imagine the missing footage, his impending lunacy has greater depth and makes more sense. It also gives the film a different resonance than his other films that employ a machismo-slash-revenge motif. Yeah. 
It's always driven me crazy that this most important scene was taken out of the film, denying the audience a true understanding of the Oates character in the last third of the film. I eagerly await a DVD release that restores this footage. I hope it hasn't been lost forever. I think it has. More bullets. Prime views are mud sharks. Is this, could this possibly be real? Or does this guy fucking half remember a drug dream from like, 1974? I've heard nobody else talk about a Warren Oaks fucking a corpse scene that got cut out of this. You see, Nate, this, you had a little tidbit there. I have uh-huh. a little tidbit on this review. Oh, okay. A lot of, what a lot of people don't know about is... Uh, when Warren Oates got Sam Peckinpah into cocaine, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was Warren Oates and and this guy. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's this guy might have been the supplier, maybe. Yeah, Warren Oates was uh, fucking that chick in between takes. That wasn't part of the movie, hey, man. man. What happened to the part where he was like fucking a dead body, man? No, she wasn't dead. That was just weird. That was just the orgy that happened on set. No, man, she was just out from all that cocaine you gave her. <laughs> okay, and this one's this, we're just gonna skip. It was a different this time. One. This one's it was a different just, time. We're, we're, we're gonna do one final five bullet review here. Yeah, let's have it. This one's from an Amazon user named. Named Ken Diesel. That's a pretty cool name. This is one of those movies like No Country for Old Men. Its gritty south of the border in Mexico story is great. My take on this movie is like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Two lovers that come together and one of the families doesn't like it. Mm. Then all hell breaks loose. Bounty on the head of Alfredo Garcia. Which brings a plethora of shootouts between bounty men trying to attain what they have been after. I will not spoil the ending, but it ends with a huge bang. So be ready for a good story, a lot along with a lot of gritty, gritty bang bang. Unlike those shitty movies my gay son Vin Diesel makes. Five bullets from Vin Diesel's father, Ken Diesel. He loved the movie. Walt Diesel makes some good points. Uh, Matt, how did you feel about Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia? Um, you a one bullet? You a five bullet? You somewhere in between? I'm an in-between bullet, okay. really. Okay. This one carried along the themes of last week's movie that I liked, mm. which is eh, shit's kind of dark. Yeah. Meaninglessness. You know? Pointless death. Like, I don't... Like, the Man with No Name trilogy... Mm-hmm. Good, the bad, and the ugly is my mm-hmm. least favorite of the three. I agree with that. Because it just seems like the big budget Hollywood Western movie mm-hmm. out of all three. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so far, Wild Bunch, to me, is kind of his big budget whatever. Yeah. And we're slowly getting more that of that. definitely like, like Hollywood uh, giving him a chance to be uh, a mainstream guy who they would get behind. Yeah. He's like, there's uh, a little more grime, you know? Mm. There's a little more real life. That's right. There's a little more life's not always fun. A little more flies buzzing around a decomposing head. And I love people's trips into descent or craziness and uh-huh. insanity. Warren That's Oates why we love Cable Guy. Fucking kills it. We love it when it's ugly actors. We have nothing very, but very true. The our our fucking get these pretty boys out of here. Our sexy lady in the movie clearly has like mom Today. stretch lines on her belly. Today, oh yeah, she does. Like hell yeah, she does. You can tell where she's had kids she and like few. she looks great, man. And those boobies are. Oh yeah, you like, marry that girl. Yeah, like some, she was right. She's yeah. marriage material. She's great. Uh, I gotta uh, I gotta go way high like I did last week. 
It's four and a half bullets. I love that four dark depressing shit, Four and a half fucking man. bullets from Matt O. I love it. Yeah, I'm obviously right there with you. I said last week that this is my favorite Sam Peckinpah movie. I just love the fucking nerve of this movie. The nerve of it to have Warren Oates be its star. The nerve mm-hmm. of it to take place in run-down Mexican villages, have no-name actors, have, like, long stretches where people are speaking Spanish and there's no fucking subtitles. There's nothing about this movie that was designed to please an audience, to make money, (laughs) to do anything. It's just... Peckinpah, I think, just laid bare at his most naked. Like, this is what I am. This is what I'm dealing with. Yep. Like, this is the scumbag world I'm living in. Pure distilled, that good shit, Sam Peckinpah. Fucking love all this shit. Uh, love all the violence. This is exploitation grindhouse shit, but like made by a really talented filmmaker. Yeah. Which you don't get very often. Beautiful to look at, well acted, but just exploitation grindhouse sleaze i gotta go four and a half bullets too man yeah too weird to live too crazy to die bring me the head of alfredo garcia it's a gem it's it's completely i don't know who this audience is (laughs) but at the same time made for an audience of one sam peck and paul (laughs) it's i don't know who you're supposed to show it to but at the same time i feel i should show it to everybody yeah it's me it's it was made for me and you yeah fucking love it it's good stuff man it's it's yeah take a shower afterwards Mm, and pick the crabs out your bush It's a <laughs> it's a humdinger of a good time. All right, we got one more week left here in Bloody Sam Timber. Uh, things. This is the bleakest things are gonna get. We're we're gonna whoa, we're gonna whoa, leave on a on more whoa, of an up note. Whoa, something whoa, a little lighter. Whoa. Something a little more fun. Lots yeah, of car chases going on. Convert, one of those. One of many many 1970s films about the trucking industry that were made. For some reason, in that decade. Trucking became really sexy for a while. Maybe the biggest one ever. Convoy? Is Convoy the biggest trucker movie ever? It seems like it in my head. Man, I don't know. You got like Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, I guess Smokey and the Bandit kind of counts as a trucker uh, movie as well. Over the top. (laughs) Just, uh, you know. Yeah, this is a little post the the, the peak of trucker movies. Over the top had a lot of trucking going on it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, we got Convoy coming on. It's going to be the cap off of Bloody Sam Timber. The end of our... And then we're moving right into October. You know we got some scary stuff planned for that here on the podcast. Pookie. That's going to be very pooky out here. Make sure you tune in next week. Final episode. We're also going to see if we can get a real trucker live on the CB radio. Oh, I think we could. In the studio. We can score an eight ball. We can get a trucker here. I'll tell you that much. Oh, no, no. We don't want him here. Uh, CB radio. radio? We're going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to have to dust that CB radio off then. I think I got it up in the attic. Don't get rid of that cocaine, though. We'll do that. Oh, it's going to make for good podcasting. Not only are we going to do cocaine, we're going to stay single because it's baby on blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart